Very good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome aboard to Kane Radio's Chip Shots, our long golf talk show. Beautiful weather for golf. Wow. Wake up, it's in the 50s, and barely reaches 80 during the day. Humidity's down. Great time to play golf. Too bad we had to go to daylight savings time and uh, cut out an hour of our golf in the afternoon, but got to take the good with the bad. So today we have a special guest, or a couple of special guests coming up in the second segment. I'll tease that a little bit. Two golfers, uh, local golfers, walked the fairways of uh, one of two of the most famous golfers and best golfers that ever walked planet Earth. So uh, we'll leave it at that, let you try to figure it out. For now, let's thank our sponsors and move on to our local golf. Our title sponsor, GolfBalls.com. We appreciate their sponsorship. Located right there in Lafayette on Arnold Boulevard. Everything you want in golf, you can, uh, you can find at GolfBalls.com. Try it out. You can uh, hit into their simulator and try the newest and latest of the, uh, all the uh, big companies, their golf clubs and uh, demonstrators. And then our local golf clubs, right? Without them, we would have no local news. Eagle Ridge, Cane Road, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and the Chaffalaya. Let's start out with Chaffalaya. This Saturday, they, or rather this Thursday, they're going to have the United States Coast Guard Tournament, four-person scramble, $125 per person. Then this Saturday, the Nick Sanchez Tournament, 9 o'clock shotgun store. Down at Bellevue. Big things happening over there. The Burdettes continue to win. We're going to have to uh, give them a blood test because they're always winning. Their monthly dog fight, Brandon Burdett, 75, he shot, plus three. His dad, Ty, shot 76, was plus four. Dean Dache shot 77, finished third. And then this past weekend, they had a three-man scramble to raise funds for Acadiana High's golf tournament. For their boys and girls basketball teams. Guess who won? You got it. I think Ty's riding the, the shirt tail of his son, Brandon. So Ty, Brandon, and Kyle Zerlot shot 15 on and won by two shots over Bobby McDonald, Tommy Warmack, and Darrell Johnson. Closest to the hole? Yep, you guessed it. Well, no, long drive, Brandon Burdett. Closest to the hole, Wayne Rodriguez. But um, Brandon also played this past weekend in a two-man scramble at a Chaffalaya. And his papa says he's on fire. He teamed up with, uh, I don't know who, but they shot 17 under par in a two-man scramble at a championship golf course in a Chaffalaya. They won eight skins, two scats, $200 on the side. Plus, Brandon won closest to the hole on both holes. He definitely needs a blood test. Oh, my compadre's in the house. Mr. Ralph Boxcar Bazaron, let's turn on your mic, dear buddy. And uh, we can hear you sighing and groaning. And Hello. Hello there. Welcome aboard. Yes, I'm, I'm aboard. Okay. The Boxcar is aboard. aboard already? Woo-hoo. <laughs> no, no fun here. No, you uh, told me to be here early, you know. Yeah, so. I know. I want you to help me out with all this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, As yeah. if I know it's going <laughs> I know Brandon Burdett's on fire. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now you do. Okay, the golf pro at uh, Eagle Ridge, uh, Jeff Dupan, he has informed me that uh, they're going to push off their uh, re-rating their golf course 
uh, because they want to add a new uh, senior tee box. They're going to do that this month. They put it off for some reason or another. The Louisiana Golf Association is going to do that. And they're also restarting the MGA, so they ought to have some, uh, some fun tournaments uh, to report on from their Men's Golf Association since their membership has been uh, expanded with their um, promotion they ran this past summer. Are they going to have room on those tee boxes to put another set of tees? That's, that, that's what I got to see. You yeah, know, I don't I, think so. I'm, uh, I mean, because, you know, there's restrictions that the Louisiana Golf Association does, and you have to have, well, yeah, you know, like I mean, you said, ample area for tee boxes. They might have to just cut out some grass and make a new tee box yeah. somewhere else. Because, I mean, you know, I'm just thinking the, the <laughs> length of the tee boxes is not, not no. that, you know. No. And, yeah, and, absolutely right. And really – if you're going to do it, give the seniors an advantage. Uh, you know, a real – it's ridiculous when I get to these golf courses and I see the regular tees are here and the senior tees are 10 yards ahead of the regular tees. Well, that's yeah. – that's that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's stupid, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think it should be about, <clears throat> about 30 yards, you know, between minimum, you know. Um, I, I think the, uh, the restrict it's 20 yards, you're right, because, well, 30 yards total, but – 20 yards is where you put the tee. In other words, right. 10 you, yards. You can go back. You can go 10 yards up or up 10, 10 yards, yards back, back or the middle. The, the middle. And that's the three. Right. And then when they put the tee, the pins on the green, they, you know, they're usually 10 yeah. yards apart, you know, front, back, and middle. So yeah. you're right on. Of course, we know some, you know, some groups at some golf courses just put the tees where they want to. They just, yeah. they just move them around. They just take the tees and with them. And move some them. of us tee off where we want anyway. <laughs> well, hey, you know. Why not, huh? Oh, you got to make it fun, man. You know, you life's, you're right. life's too short. Let's make it fun. So, uh, by the way, Eagle Ridge is hosting the Cadiana Pro-Am beginning tomorrow. And hey, they still have that. Like if a, a new person, you know, walked up there today, could they still get in with that no, they promotion? No, they didn't. Deleted that uh, way back in August. Okay, so yeah. it's it's so that um, promotion's over with. So the people who have it are grandfathered. I mean, it's two years, right? Three, three, three. Yeah. Oh, okay. One seventy-seven. Okay. Yep. So there it is. Then down at Cane Row, their specials: junior rates twenty-five dollars before one o'clock. I'm sure they're gonna have to change that date, that time. Also have specials for veterans. Active or retired on Wednesday, $25. Senior rates, $35. Twilight rate, 30 and 35 weekend and weekday. And I'm sure they're going to have to do tw- that before. Twilight rates got to be 12 o'clock, I think. Most definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. dark right now almost, right. you know. exactly. You'd have to tell about 1 o'clock for sure to, to finish, you know. But if you want to be a member, 142 a month, they're through with their promotion. So uh, there's no $300 all it all paid cart green fee and tax. So uh, now they're back to their regular 40, 142 monthly rate. Get 20% off of their soft goods, 10% off the soft goods, and you get to book your tea time one week in advance, which is a big uh, advantage there. You also uh, chart the handicap according to the Louisiana Golf Association, and they waive your MGA dues. Well, I'll tell you what, what the, the one thing that, that so far this year, knock on wood, but um, uh, the good Lord has been kind to the golf courses with the weather, you know, because uh, normally you'd have had probably three weeks or four weeks of unplayable conditions in the fall, you know, late mm-hmm. summer, fall with rain, you know, just too right. much rain. And, and we just haven't had that. And mild temperatures, I mean, one, you know, maybe one or two little frost. But, man, I mean, it, it's been just it's been outstanding, outstanding yes, weather. Yeah, has. I mean, it should be another great turnoff for the Pro-Am, you know. We yeah. hope so.
All right, so uh, merchandise-wise at Cane Row, their pro shop, they have their golf bags at 30% off. All of their Carter Golf shoes, 50% off. Travis Matthews belt, $20. And hats, caps, and visors, 15% off. And uh, tailor-made golf balls, two for $22. And that's a sleeve, I'm presuming. I'm sure it's not one ball. <laughs> I'm sure it's not no, a dozen. You know, that'd so. be a nice ball to have, wouldn't it? And, and uh, you know, uh, if anybody from Turlings Catholic is listening right now, <laughs> then you feel guilty about taking my Saints head cover that I dropped right before you scramble and you want to turn it in. I, you know, but welcome it back. But you're assuming that they are the ones. That well, I know they're the ones that. No, I you mean, don't. Yeah, yeah, we were the last group on the golf course. Well, it could have been a, uh, somebody oh, else. You're uh-huh. assuming. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a shame, I, but you know, that's I'm going to make that, that assumption. Would, that's why we need lawyers. I'm going to make that <laughs> assumption, and I'm just going to ask you to examine your conscience. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, before you go to confession, just, you know, and look so at one of the commandments. And, okay. you know, Could be me and you don't even know it. Yeah. But, mm, well, I'll tell you what. If it was you and <laughs> for all this time, I, I'm cutting you off from well, bi- biscuits and beer. No more. <laughs> no, well, I was going to wrap it up and give it to you for a Christmas present. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that would be about right. <laughs> Recycled the, the, Christmas the friends for the box score. Know, yeah. <laughs> Okay, the Canadiana Pro-Am was played at Cane Row. 167 players, that's a record. First place went to Glenn Guidry, Mike Landry, Tom Carroll, and Mike Barrez. And, uh, of course, the next one we said is at Eagle Ridge. Then their club championship, uh, Jacob Hammer, 2020-year-old from the Homer area, shot 67-70, won the championship flight. That's a pretty nice score, five under par. Well, that's actually seven under par, 137. He beat out David Wiggins with 140, who was four under par. On the senior side, but they had some fireworks. Wait, you said he's from Homa Thibodeau. He's from that area. Oh, he but he lives here. Okay. moved here from right. there, yeah. Um, so on the senior side, they had some fireworks. Danny DePlantis won in a playoff in the most obscure way possible. He beat a guy named Richard Bourgeois. So uh, here's the scenario. Bourgeois hit his tee shot in the bunker, fairway bunker, and uh, proceeded to hit a miraculous shot out of the fairway bunker to only six inches from the from the hole My for goodness. for a, a give in birdie, kick in birdie. Uh, Danny missed the missed the green. And this is on and, number one. Yeah, I presume number one. Yeah, and uh, so Danny misses the green and proceeds to chip in from twenty five yards off, and uh, Bourgeois made, made you know the gimme putt. But uh, then he three-putted the next hole in the playoff, and oh. I think he was in shock. <laughs> I guess so, so yeah. yeah. What a way to win, huh? Chip in and then have the so guy. So what's, what's the cutoff age for the senior division? I thought. Not sure. It must, must be 50 because Danny's got to be mid-50s. Yeah, he's, I, I mean, I think it is 50. I don't right? think he'd be 60 yeah. yet, you know. No, no, no. Danny's still young. Yeah. Hmm. All right, and then uh, golf pro Ryan Desimo and uh, star player Brody LeBlanc are now playing as we speak, or probably finished by now since it's dark, but they played in the pro scratch from the Gulf States PGA up at uh, Squire Creek in uh, Shreveport. And uh, supposedly joining them was supposed to be Kevin Arsenal, but he had hernia surgery. He was supposed to team up with Alan Chastain. Uh, oh. So they just went up to observe and uh, I'm sure, participate in some celebratory drinks. Then down at Sugar Oaks, uh, specials going on over there, 9 or 18 holes, $22 on Monday and Tuesday. And as I always say, Mondays, they're one of the only courses open on Mondays in our area. And then their special on Wednesday is $31, play as many holes 
as long as you want on Wednesday, and they also have their uh, scramble on Wednesday. They're also looking for help out at Sugar Oaks if you're interested in working part-time outside, 364-7611, ask for Kylie. And then speaking of that, scrambles, Olin Granger, Jim McLaughlin, and Keith Domingue won the Wednesday scramble at minus six. And then that shamble on Friday was won by Tam Rosemont on the front, 17 points. Robert Burton on the back, 14 points. And they tied the overall 18. Are they uh, still going to be doing their scrambles in the winter? I mean, Well, they announced a couple of three weeks ago that they upped it to 3.30, you know, so that they could finish by 5.30. But uh, I don't know if they're going to continue. I'm sure I'll get a, uh, a hit on the website and see if they're doing that. Then that team shamble on Sunday, the 29th, uh, Tony Bigot and Lance Kipp won the front with even par on the back, Eric Lachelet and Ronnie Finley, plus one. And then the Gator Golf Club, which stems out of Sugar Oaks, thanks to Boyd Booty for getting me this information. Their last tournament was played at Oak Wing, and winning the first flight was Heath Boudreau, plus four. Second flight, Nathan Como, plus five. And then next one. That's not for the Nathan Como. No, I wouldn't think. <laughs> I wouldn't think so, <laughs> No, I wouldn't think so. Okay. And then the next tournament, November 11th at Beaver Creek in Zachary. One of my favorite. Favorite courses. Yeah, yeah, I always say that. Don't <laughs> I? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I like the wetlands, too, but they tied for first. Okay. But then they're going to have that final one at Mallard Cove, and I'm anxious to see that. Uh, Mallard Cove is newly renovated right there in Lake Charles. And then, Isn't uh, there another course in, what's the other? Oh, a Copper Mill. That's still open, or is that closed down? I think it's closed. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Then the Gator, uh, Gator Golf Club, the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association, thanks a bunch to Mr. Lawson Ruley for getting me the information. Their second Tuesday of the month out-of-town course was played at Cane Row, and Mitch Gospel was a winner there. And this is September results. That club tournament at Muni was won by Greg Gotro. And then October activities, their out-of-town tournament was played at Bayou Bend in Crowley. Sid Thibodeau was the winner there. And then their... Club home, home course tournament was played on the fourth Tuesday of the month at Lafayette Muni, and that was one. It was a team event. Terry Clement, John Pierce, and Tim Marangos, plus 11, won that event. I kind of miss by you, Ben, in the uh, pro-am rotation, I guess. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, it's one of those things. Yeah. One of those, it's a little far they, to go to, but, you know. Yeah. It's, I, a, it's a nice But wasn't it that they wouldn't, they wouldn't like, Oh, they, they have shootouts every day. Yeah, yeah they, they, they wouldn't close that course. And, yeah, yeah. You know, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Uh, nobody had participated, so we, you know, got they tired of giving them. They didn't reciprocate. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. That's okay. Yeah, it's, it's a big word. It, too. Well, it ends in ATE, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're you're good. ATE. Okay. So UL played in that final uh, college golf tournament of the year. Kind of a la Poly Classic in Lahanya, Maui, the place that was devastated by those fires this past summer. And uh, the Cajuns finished in the middle of the pack. Some unbelievable scores. East Tennessee State and Oklahoma tied for first, and they are co-winners at minus 42. And that's uh, it's a b- bunch under par. Be a bunch under, under the degrees if it was temperature as well. Is East Tennessee State D1? I guess so. My goodness, I never yeah. heard of that school. Yeah. So Cajuns finished tied for 12th at minus 10 under par. No, nothing to sniff to, but uh, UL tied Boise State. And uh, low player was uh, Burke Alford, 208. He finished fourth. Uh, well, he finished tied for 30th in the overall. He's the fourth player on UL's team. 
we'll kind of skip through that real quick. Uh, so UL's finished up their uh, their season, but pretty impressive. They had a good fall. If you count it like they do football, you know whether you beat a team or lose to a team or tie a team. They're 55, 19, and five, and that's how they do it. So they beat 55 teams. They lost to 19 teams, and uh, tied five. So that's pretty good for the Cajuns. Hopefully, uh, their uh, their spring will be as as impressive and not more. And so continuing with the golf scene, uh, we've announced this before, but it's worth repeating. Gordon Sargent, the star player for Vanderbilt, is the first player to earn the PGA Tour University Program Award. It's an accelerated program, and he's the first player to get a PGA Tour card through playing college golf. And uh, on the junior scene, uh, the Nota Begay Golf Tournament was played, uh, finished up today at Kashadi Pines in Kinder, and... Uh, since we teased it, that's going to be our special guest. Drew and Theodore are going to be talking to us about the, their experience with that. And then Drew has a busy week ahead of him. Uh, his mom and dad celebrate their anniversary on uh, November 8th. And poor Mary, not poor Mary, not the blessed mother Mary either, but Mary, my, my <coughs> daughter-in-law, is going to take Drew to College Station, Texas, where Texas A&M is. He's going to be fitted for the ping club fitting at uh, College Station, and then Drew has a, another busy weekend with the uh, Lake Charles Fall Classic this weekend at the newly Mallard renovated Cove. Mallard Cove. Boy, uh, you, you listen well. I do know? pay attention. Boy, every, every sometimes now and then. you do. Uh, I looked up East Tennessee, Tennessee State um, enrollment, 13,400. It's in Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, for comparison, UL's right at 16,000, so not really a whole lot of difference. I, I just had never heard of them, but it's um, – the fourth largest university in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So. Good. Nice work, Bart Score. Yeah, yeah, Google. Thank you Mr. Got, Google. You got, you got a future in front of you. <laughs> um. All right, continuing here with uh, a little bit of local stuff, and not so local, but uh, Greg Saunier, the assistant pro at Lake Charles Country Club right there in Lake Charles. He's in the running for player of the year, the Gulf States PGA section. Uh, he's in first place for assistant player of the year, third place for the Louisiana-Mississippi player of the year, and then in second place, heading to the final tournaments for the Louisiana Player of the Year. Good luck to Greg, a former UL golfer. And then get this box score, Georgia Tech. Uh, freshman quarterback, Colson Brown. His first college start was not in football. It was in golf, hmm. believe that or not. He, um, Georgia Tech got invitations to play in two separate tournaments, big tournaments, one at uh, Cypress Point, as we all know, one of the top ten perennial golf courses in the world, uh, right there in uh, Monterey Beach, right next to Pebble Beach. So Georgia Tech got an invite to play there. They also got an invite to play in the Atlanta Athletic Club's event, which we know is a, a huge golf course in the Atlanta area, uh, site of where David Thomas won the PGA years ago, along with uh, Jerry Pate. He won the U.S. Open there. But at any rate, they needed an extra player. And so they called upon Colston Brown, who is a freshman quarterback and hasn't started a football game. And uh, today they're playing. He's, he got a chance. He's from Augusta, North Augusta, which is uh, actually in South Carolina. But he's, he's teeing it up today and tomorrow at Cypress Point. Wow. And uh, Kale Fontenot is our local player. That plays for Georgia Tech, you know, was a freshman this year. He's, uh, he's getting to play at Atlanta Athletic Club. It's been a lot of 
uh, you know, quarterbacks that have been good golfers, though. Oh, quarterbacks God, yeah. and kickers, you know, because uh, Jamie Howard is, is a good golfer, and and um, no question, and Dwight Prudhomme was a good, you know, mm-hmm. good golfer as well. Played for the Raging Cajuns, you know. So, and kickers, Lord have mercy. I mean, of course they, you know, <laughs> they can play all the time. They don't have to practice. Yeah. You know I mean? And you know, I, talking but, about that, we got a few seconds here. But when when you think of a a side sideways kicker, you know, yeah. before. Before they used to kick straight on, but now they right. kick side. That it's swing is the same as, yeah. as mo- exact motion of, yeah. golf, of, of a golf club. But it's amazing, like, in, you know, how many um, athletes, not now basketball, not so much. Steph Curry is kind of the exception, but baseball players, too. A lot of good, good golfers with, you know, baseball players, uh, especially pitchers, you know. So, exactly. Um, they got the coordination. So yeah. It's easy, you know. Yeah. All right, let's finish with this. On the junior golf scene, national-wise, a guy named Miles Russell. He's a high school freshman. He won the Rolex American Junior Golf Association's Player of the Year Award. And that's been going on since 1979, I want to say. And uh, he became the youngest player at 15 years old to win this award, breaking you-know-who's record, Tiger Woods. Eldrick, yeah, Tiger was 15 years, 10 months, and whatever. This kid is a, he's a, he's a southpaw, too. But uh, anytime anybody breaks a Tiger Woods record, whew, you've done something good, I think. At yeah. least in golf. Well, yeah, I mean, there's... <laughs> we, we don't want to talk about back surgeries and knee surgeries. No. We don't want to break those records. No, there's a... There, Tiger's got a lot of records, and, and um, you know, we'll talk uh, after our guest, uh, if we have time, uh, a little bit about... Uh, the PGA Tour and and um, a record that was broken, uh, not broken, but tied, a long-time record, and a little bit of criticism for Tiger's golf course there that uh, they played on. So you No know. question. Yep. All right, we'll be back. Hopefully we'll have our special guest talking about you-know-who. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Golfballs.com carries the latest selection of golf balls, clubs, and gear from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, and Callaway. Get custom fit in our state-of-the-art golf simulator or shop our selection of high-quality apparel from Vineyard Vine, Southern Tide, and Bad Birdie. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, Golfballs.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at Golfballs.com. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Tesh Matters, 10 to 1, on New Iberia's home for the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane, 107.5. The 
And welcome back to Chip Shots. Teddy Sliman with you here along with my compadre and colleague, Ralph Boxcar Bazeron. And before our guests call in, uh, they look like they're uh, being punctual. I told them 5.30. So uh, until then, you can, uh, you can tease what you teased or, yeah. or reveal what you teased earlier. We yeah, can we always can, come back to it. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it was, so this, uh, this week on the PGA Tour, um, it was, uh, you know, as the world eagerly awaits the return of Tiger Woods, and, and as we'll find out in that report, hopefully, um, that might be coming sooner, you know, rather than later. Um, but at least one tour pro would rather not return to a golf course designed by the 15-time major champion. Um, the 2023 Worldwide Technology Championship was uh, held this past uh, week, uh, week and slash weekend. And uh, first time the PGA Tour has played on a Tiger Woods design. And Kelly Kraft made known his negative feelings about El Cardinal at Diamante. Um, he said, about the golf, not sure where to start. Uh, all I will say is the PGA Tour could do a better job of picking courses mm. to uh, host these events. Um, wow. He I won't guess. be on Tiger's Christmas uh, list. <laughs> uh, no, he, he will not. Um, and he went on. Let's see. My phone just died. My internet. Well, but uh, it, just it was. Yeah. So uh, um, he said, in my opinion, it wasn't my favorite course in the world. And I played on the tour for a little while. Um, and, and, and this course opened in 2014. Um, he said, I think they did a great job of what they had. But uh, and, and thanks for the hospitality. Um, Eric Van Royen won the event, 27 under. He eagled the last hole to went there tied with uh, Matt Kuchar and uh, Camille Vajegas. But, um, uh, you know, they, uh, they finished with pars, and, and uh, Van Royen uh, eagled the last hole, a win in style. Um, Kraft, the guy with the negative comments, finished a 71st place. So maybe that kind of tells you a little bit about, uh, about his stuff. But yeah, no, I I was just saying that the, the, the big criticism I think is just how easy the course was right? in in that the the fairways were so wide. Adam long hit all 56 fairways for the week, became the first player to do that on the PGA tour in 31 years. Mm -hmm. And think about that. I mean, you know, uh, and, and beside, I think the field average was well. It was a crazy percentage. I I, I, I lost it. I got, it, I got it was like seventy something percent. Ninety point five percent. That's un, that's unbelievable. Out of fifty six drives and at, par fours and fives. And after that, I think the Masters um, previous it, was w- on the tour. Right. Was seventy four point nine. Right. Right. For this year. Yeah. This year right, only. Right. 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 So yeah. So and you know how wide the fairways are at Augusta. I mean, you know, yeah. it's un- unreal. So to. Yeah, that's unfathomable. You know, that's not a that's not a PGA Tour quality golf course if the fairways are that wide. No, but when you're designing a course, you know, and the reason they got the tournament is because the Mayakobe was played in Mexico, uh, where I can't remember, uh, but they 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 did they uh, hosted a live event, so the PGA Tour said no, you out. No more. So they, they went to Tiger's course. And like <laughs> Kelly Kraft said, it's a and beautiful setting. Who, who doesn't want to go to uh, Cabo? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cabo. But it's funny. The PGA Tour doesn't want to play where Liv played, but they want to merge with them. So I, don't, you know. I think that's one guy's opinion. This is stupid. I don't know. Yeah, oh, but, my goodness. But, uh, you know, uh, so that, that's, a, that's a pretty big, uh, 
pretty big record. I mean, 56 and 56 fairways, you, you would think and you would I miss th- one. On the, we said on the very last hole, he hit it, and, and that's, a, that's a par five, and he thought it was going in the bunker because uh, it kind of funnels toward there mm-hmm. and ended up just inches from going in the bunker, and, and that's what preserved his record. And he knew the he, – he purposely kind of throttled back on his drive on that hole because he knew – about this record, which <laughs> you wouldn't think PGA Tour pros would really care about stuff like stuff that. Like I mean, that that's going to be that's going to be a Adam Long, in, you know, in thirty-one more years. <laughs> you know, yeah. Can, can mean, you remember the guy that did it thirty-one years ago? Nobody can. You you remember the name Brian Clare at the uh, oh yeah nineteen ninety-two yeah. But I mean, you know, uh, there's our Boy. guess. So oh, they're two minutes late, so they're not right on time. They, they missed their tea time? Yeah, we got to penalize them. Yeah, we're going to have to penalize them. Hello, you're on the air with Chip Shots. Hey, Boxcar and Pops, how y'all doing? All right, we got Coach first. What's up? Coach Theo Sliman, and uh, up first to talk with us about his experience this past week at the Notre Brigade Tournament, where my grandson Drew played and played very well. So, Theodore, we're going to let, we're going we're gonna to interview you first, and then we'll do Drew second. So, uh. Box score, if you want to start out the uh, rhetoric with Theodore, go ahead. Yeah, so just, uh, again, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of save the, um, some of the, the other stuff uh, uh, for just a little bit later. But uh, uh, just tell us uh, how, uh, how Drew qualified for this tournament, what the Nota Begay kind of uh, um, concept is all about. And, um, you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts of what it's like um, – being a father, you know, watching your son play. Yeah, well, that's 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 a bunch of great questions. <laughs> and, um, you know, to to start off, how did he how did he qualify? Well, he he actually was an alternate, so it's a national event, and Nota Begay, being Native American, is connected to the casino there in Kinder, and that's that's why he hosts the national here. But all of his regional qualifiers. And local, all of his regional qualifiers are at, 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 at casino-based Indian reservations, Okay, which is pretty cool. And you can obviously see the passion in Noda with his, his, his Native American heritage. And uh, so anyway, so Drew went to Dancing Rabbit over the summer, and he shot 74-70, even par, and he, was, he missed out by a shot. He finished solo third. They were only taking two spots, and he, he finished solo third. Well, we got a phone call from the from the organizer of the tournament this past week, and he said, "Hey, we had somebody withdraw. We're going down our regional qualifiers. You know, it makes sense that you know your son lives in Louisiana. We'd like some Louisiana representation. And he also finished third. He's our our, our best alternate from the scores that we've looked at. Would he be interested?" And I was <laughs> like, "Absolutely. Sign us <laughs> up for this." Yeah, and so. So he got in, and it's a boxcar. It's a I've recruited, and I told Noda Begay this last night at the coaches panel, and then it was nice. Noda actually came and said goodbye to Drew this afternoon, which was really special for me to to see Noda come out of his way to ask Drew what he shot and and tell him you know congratulations, keep going and whatnot. But and I told Noda today, I said you know I've been recruiting Noda for 16 years, and this is by far uh, the best event that I've been to 
as, as a coach and let alone as a dad. Hmm. And when I tell you boxcars, the signage, there's a tour van there. <laughs> so wow. if, we didn't take advantage of it, but we should have. You can go walk in this tour van and get your clubs regripped. Cool. There's, I mean, there's the, Drew uh, the warming up on the practice round. He looks at me, and says, "Papa, this is really big time, huh?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "There's 15 foresights on the driving range. Now that's ten thousand dollars a pop for wow. a foresight launch monitor. There's 15 of them sitting on the driving range. Oh, oh my! Then let alone the signage and then the food. I mean, there's a concession stand. Who who has a concession stand at a junior golf event? Nobody." <laughs> Except for the future masters, but it didn't compare to this concession stand. And then this was this was the icing on the cake. And I'll, I'll tell this about which really shocked me about Tiger. But Hunch Brother Pizza was a sponsor of the event, and they, so they had a, a truck there, a food truck that was giving out Hunch Brother pizzas by the slice. And I asked the guy today when we were leaving, as I grabbed a slice of cheese pizza, I said, "How many pieces of pizza did y'all give so far this week?" He says, three thousand. Oh. What shocked me was on the first day we stuck around to see Charlie Woods make the turn and hit his tee shot. Tiger had a a, a large box of Hunch Brothers pepperoni <laughs> and a Diet Coke. <laughs> and he's eating cheese pepperoni pizza on the tenth tee under the tent, and he's telling the boys in the group, "Hey guys, come get a piece of pizza." And he's drinking a Diet Coke. Wow. And I just it shocked me. I always looked at Tiger as a health. Nut, yeah. nut, you know, <laughs> regimen and he's sitting there eating pizza and drinking diet coke but uh <laughs> no i'm I'm proud of drew well um, i mean the diet coke in, in all fairness of tiger the diet coke does offset the pizza you know because yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean you could have a regular coke with a salad or a diet coke with pizza but i don't know if that answers your questions but well uh, yeah no no i mean how proud i am of drew you know, today, today, boxcar, and I told Dad this earlier, today goes down, and I've been very fortunate in, in my life to to play this game multiple places, multiple states, to play at multiple levels from college to professional, and just I've been very lucky to be involved in this game as a coach, and I think we've done some good things there, but today goes down as one of the most special days in my my life to be able to to be able to put the bag to carry the bag for my son and to have tiger woods caddy for his son in the group ahead of me and just really is it's a it's a, it's a day that i won't forget i promise you that yeah. hey theodore relate the uh, the story on the uh, putting green with all the uh, cameras and stuff going on and uh right before y'all teed off since y'all y'all teed it up right behind uh, Charlie Woods, Tiger's uh, son, and uh, what transpired with all that? Well, that, that to be honest, that that's what I'm most proud of. Uh, proud of Drew this whole week. You know, he he got off to a, sh- a shaky start, and he was a little bit. You know, he didn't have his blinders on. He he was a little shocked and all with the whole distraction of everything, and he bogeyed his first four out of five holes. And and I grabbed him. I'll tell you on air what I told him. I grabbed him by the shirt and I pulled him in my face and I said damn it I said am I going to do it or do you need to do it and he looked at me and he says what are you talking about I said I'm going to ask you this question again son I said do I need to do it or are you going to do it and he looked at me and he says what are you talking about papa I said pull your damn head out your ass and I said it's so far up your ass right now son we can't see where the golf course is 
And he looked at me, and he says, yeah, you're right. He says, and we're on the, we're on the fifth hole. And he said, I, I hope it's not up my ass on the back nine. And I, I Dad, I slapped him across his face. Oh my! <laughs> I slapped him. Not not like not like Mama used to slap me. I just <laughs> I gave him a little tap, and I said, "Damn it, son, we're not on the back nine. I said we're on the front nine. We still got business to finish." And so he snapped out of it, and he got focused and locked in. And he truly was locked in from there on. He was locked in, and that's what I was most proud of him this morning when the whole entourage of Tiger and the cameras and the Golf Channel and people and security guards. You know, he's the only kid on the putting green that's focused on his putting, where every other kid is taking their cameras out on their phone and videotaping Charlie Woods and the whole entourage, and Drew's just sitting there like it's another day, another tournament. I'm preparing to go take care of my business. And and, it, and I was really proud of him for that. Yeah, no, no, no question there, you know, that uh, that speaks of his maturity for sure. And uh, the rest of the game will... Will follow, you know. I mean, he finished tied for twentieth, I think it is, and uh, he had eleven birdies and uh, fourteen bogeys, twenty-nine pars. So if he can eliminate some of those bogeys, I think he's uh, his game's going to uh, elevate somewhat. Yeah, I think that's the story of youth golf, <laughs> and we're fighting it. We're fighting it with the college golf team. I'm coaching is that's what we're preaching. Is that you know, you got to eliminate bogeys, boys. Not. You don't shoot 66 by making six birdies. You shoot 66 by making 12 pars. Right, exactly. Yeah. No question. That's the, that's, the, that's the infamous question if they can ever learn that, you know. Yeah, so I think sometimes the modern, the, 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 the young players, you know, they're so focused on, they, they go out and think they can birdie every hole. You know, that, that's just the modern game. You know, bomb it, I can birdie anything, and, and – par kind of becomes just a forgot an afterthought you know and then before you know it you have four or five bogeys on your card and now you're trying to you know kind of piece together a, a round so I think you know you think back in the days when I remember Nick Faldo winning a an open championship making 18 straight pars you know because that's what the course dictated you do that day and no no well, question know, it's about funny, it's funny you say that it's funny you say that box car because just the other night I was I was having a cigar with Paul Jones and we were and Drew and we were talking and I brought up a stat that to me and I'll let y'all handle this stat another day on your radio show. But there's a stat out there that I learned by Scott Simpson told me this while we were in Hawaii. And obviously we know Scott won the US Open and I was talking about him get coming to Lafayette and he, he mentioned Lakewood, New Orleans, remembering playing in New Orleans. And he said Lee Trevino played New Orleans Open bogey-free for 72 holes. And then so I got curious, and I was like, well, how many times has this happened? And so I looked it up. It's only happened twice on tour. It happened in 2019, and it happened in 1974 four mm-hmm. when Lee Trevino did it. Hmm. And on the subject that we're talking about, eliminating bogey, how incredible is it to go PGA Tour 72 holes without a bogey? You know, Nick Faldo did it for 18 holes. Think about 72 holes without a bogey. Yeah, that's, that's hard to believe. No, you know, our, our buddy Brian Sonier went over there to watch. Uh, well, he went to watch Tiger, of course, but uh, he, he was apologizing that he, he missed Drew because he misjudged the, uh, the tee time or whatever. But early on, he told me that uh, when he was hanging around the, the driving range or whatever, 
He said all the kids and everybody was talking about swing speed, swing speed, swing speed, you know. He said, what about chipping and putting? Isn't that how you score? You know, and I mean, there's so much truth to that, that, yeah, you want to, everybody hits the ball far nowadays, you know, but uh, not everybody can chip and put and get the ball in the hole like, you know, Tiger Woods. Yeah, I mean, the three, the three most important clubs, and Ben Hogan said it, the driver, the putter, and the wedge in that order. Yep. And, but I do, Dad, I mean, it, it has been mine eye-opening for me just over the last five years of watching my son grow and the importance, the importance of speed. And back in, in the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, even the early 2000s, speed was not important. No. Not, not like it is today. And it's incredible. It's incredible to see the, the speed that these kids are generating. And, and look, Drew, I'm proud of him. He, 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 he hits it. He, he swings it about 112, 114 miles per hour steady. But he's got he's to gotta spend some time this winter. It's pivotal for him to generate a lot more speed. He needs to carry it further. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he, they, wants to, if he wants to succeed at the next level and certainly at the, the second level, yeah. you know, uh, he can he can get by at college right now with where he's at. But if he wants to exceed and, and be, be be a player on the on, on the professional golf, he, he's got to be able to carry the ball over 300. And right now he's not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's 17 years old. and He's carrying it about 280, which is a lot to the normal golfer, to the Brian Sonier of the world. That that's impressive to, to a guy like Brian or a guy like Boxcar, right? No question. But when you when you get or or you dad, but when you get you get in the realm of where we're at watching watching these kids and these college players, he 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 you got to you got to be able to carry it three three hundred. Yeah, because we've seen so many good players, Theo. Um, even right now on the PGA Tour just be relegated to what I call journeyman status because they can't hit it for, you know, they can still make a cut. They can make a paycheck, but they're not going to, they're not going to win. They're not going to sustain a career. Right. No, it's, it's a different, it's a different ball game. And, and, and course design to, to that point, course designers are, are building the courses to, you know, fit these, these speeds um so yeah i mean it it it, it uh, what used to be a, a seven thousand yard track used to be a extremely long track you know now it's not you know it, it's well, it, you know, and, but but the, the the neat thing though is you know when i was a kid you know they, they were focusing on strength you know go get stronger well you know the neat thing nowadays is there's so many programs with these swing speed and fast twitch muscles and, and speed training that you could see a, a young guy. Now, it would probably take us at 40 and 50 and 70 years old a lot longer, but when you're 17 years old, you could pick up 10 miles of swing speed quickly. Mm-hmm. Quickly. Where, where, where we can't, you know. It would take me three, four, five months to be able to pick up 10 miles per hour, and I'll be lucky if I do that. Right. But these kids... We get them on some sprint training, some box jumping, some speed stick training. He, he could, he, any of them can pick up 10 miles per hour quickly. So, you know, let me ask you this. Um, 
and it's kind of off the subject a little bit, but I'm I'm pretty uh, curious to see what what were some of the questions the uh, the players asked you on the panel uh, last night uh, concerning college golf and and uh, what kind of questions you had to field. Yeah, it was more. It wasn't really players. It was more. It was the Golf Channel guy. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his first name. Burr is his last name, but he had an interesting story. Uh, Nick Burr, I believe, is his name. Uh, he, he's the one that asked all the questions, and they, they were your generic questions. You know, mm-hmm. what do you look for in a recruit? And, you know, and, and they were generic questions that I kind of rambled and gave them a lot of answers on. But a big thing was the rankings. You know, and trying to tell them that. Too many kids go chase these rankings, you know, and I, 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 we want to see players that go chase winning, you know, go win at the local level first and then the regional level, then the national level, instead of just trying to always chase, you know, what's good for my rankings. And we've seen it on the flip side of it where a lot of kids will withdraw from tournaments because they're scared that it's going to affect their ranking. And obviously that's a, oh, yeah. extremely turn off for me. You know, if, you, if a kid's going to do that, right. I got no business for him here, here on our team. So, Theo, let me ask you this just real, real quick. Um, um, we, we talked about, you know, Tiger being the group ahead of y'all. I've read some reports that said this is the first time that he's really looked really normal walking, um, not having to, you know, use a cart or whatnot. We know he caddied. How, how did the eyeball test look to you? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he, he caddied and he limped and he was slow, but <laughs> I, I hate to say it. I was caddy and I was limping. And I was. <laughs> so, but, I you, think, but you don't have fourteen majors, right? Fifteen. Right. No, fifteen. Yes, yeah, right. We, we had a log jam on the on like the fifteenth hole, and there's three groups backed up. So I sit down. And Tiger's sitting down on the ground. I'm sitting down on the ground. We're not near each other, but my point is, he gets up and kind of walks slowly down the fairway after Charlie hit his tee shot. Then Drew hit his tee shot, and. It, kind of took me a little bit longer to get up and i was a little <laughs> bit late to the putting green for that one and so but to answer your question I, I think no he he was he was wearing golf shoes uh which kind of kind of made me think that he's trying to test out if he can walk 18 holes well, he wasn't in tennis shoes which was a little shocking uh yeah. he was wearing his foot joy his foot joy golf shoes that he you know recently switched to because of of his injuries and so that kind of told me that he's trying to test it out to see if he could, how much he can walk. All right, um, buddy. Hey, uh, you got Drew ha- Handy there. We we uh, we talked to you, but we got to talk to the star a little bit. Yeah, here he is. Well, he, he he's got he's got uh, he's got a little lady here. But, uh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> that's worse than a bogey, man. <laughs> Watch yourself, Drew. <laughs> Hello. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good, Drew. good, man. How's it going, Drew? It's going good. So, Boxcar, you go first, and then I've got a couple of questions to ask him. Yeah, so, so your dad told us a little bit about, uh, about the rough start you got off to and, and the, uh, the, the pep talk, I guess, sort of, that he gave you, <laughs> or the slap across the face. I'm not sure whether they call it child protective uh, services or to congratulate him for uh, kind of getting you refocused. So, so tell us about, you know, uh, what caused that rough start and, and how mentally you were able to kind of get your focus back. Yeah, well, we called it, we called it, we need to put the blinders on, like a horse just trotting along. And, and so the blinders were kind of open, and I think I was just, so like starstruck about big event on television, Tigers here, blah blah blah, 
that I, I truly wasn't really focused on the job at hand. And so, yeah, he gave me that talk. I think it was probably the sixth hole or something. And it was just a, hey, you know you're good enough. Let's, let's put our head down and let's go to work and let's turn this thing around because we're not out of it. And so it was a grind, but we ended up kind of turning it around. It was, I, wish, I wish I had a better last few holes that day, but. It is what it is, right? Yeah. Well, Drew, you know, this was a, this is a big-time tournament you played in. You know, in fact, the guy from Ukraine won your, your, your flight or your age group, and they had players from clean across the country, from, from Panama, Thailand. Uh, big-time tournament. Uh, I know it impressed you, and uh, it, it, was, uh, it was eye-opening for you. What's, what's the big thing you take away from playing in an event of this status? The biggest takeaway you said? Yeah, the biggest takeaway. What What did you learn the most? What do you think that uh, you the biggest takeaway that you got from playing in this big time tournament? Hmm, that's that's a good question. I think it was just it was good to see. Like, I mean, and my dad's told me this before, but like, I don't want to sound cocky saying this, but that I belong out here, and like, for for a lot of us guys, we we get on this big stage, and some of us. It's a, it's kind of a stumble thing, but we went out there and we competed, and it's like, all right, I just proved to myself that I can do this. Now, what can we, what can we build on this? Well, we know we got to get a lot better for one, right? And two, let's make a goal to be back here next year. And so, that's a big goal for us will be to, to be coming back there next year because it was such a fun and and good event. No question, that, man. Yeah, that that is a great, uh, great. Uh, uh, you know, point of view to have, man. A great, great attitude. Um, so, so Drew, obviously, like all golfers your age, you had to grow up idolizing Tiger Woods. So, I mean, what was it like to be at the event that he was there with his son? I mean, it was pretty cool to say the least. Uh, they were. I mean, they. My dad probably told y'all, but he was right in front of us today, and so. My dad told me last night, he's like, look, Tiger's going to be in front of you with Charlie, but don't let that distract you. You still go out there and do your thing. And so the big thing for us was just, look, he's in the group ahead of us. He's not in this group, so let's go play with the guys who are in this group. But, yeah, it was like just seeing him walking around, it's like, dang, that's, that's a pretty cool story I get to tell, that I played in an event with his son, and I, I saw him, and he was right there. Drew, you have a big week ahead of you. Tell us a little bit about what's going to transpire this week for you and uh, how it's going to end up. Um, with uh, the tournament next weekend? Right. And then uh, you go going to some special place this week, I hear. Oh, yeah. Um, so Friday I'll, I'll be going to a fitting in, uh, in College Station with, the I think, the ping rep. And so I'm really excited for that. And me and my dad were talking about it on the way there and just – it's going to be my first fitting, so I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and not necessarily ask the guy a bunch of swing questions, but more just learn about the technology that, I'm, that I'll be using. And so, like, we had a question about torque and how that works, and so I'll probably ask him about that and just all those different things that come with the shafts and everything. Just and then we'll quickly turn around for the weekend and have probably our last event of the year. Just so. be careful in College Station because uh, – you know, those A&M people have a lot of NIL money, so they, you know, don't let them kind of sway you away from where you need to be, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> but enjoy that ping fitting. And, and, look, if they have any scraps left over, you know, we're, 
me and Pops are here, you know. Absolutely. If they want to th- throw, throw a wedge our way, or you, you, Pops needs a bag really bad. And Drew, <laughs> Drew, uh, you, you go enjoy your girlfriend, okay? <laughs> and so we'll finish with that. But uh, t- that's the girlfriend I've never met yet. So uh, tell her hello for me, and tell her one day I hope to get to meet her. <laughs> yeah, you need to come meet her soon. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we appreciate you, and congratulations on uh, a nice event, and uh, looking forward to reporting more on your success in the future. Well, thank you all. It was a pleasure calling in. Good luck, Drew. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. Well, I mean, his voice has probably gotten three octaves deeper (laughs) since we first started talking to him, you know. His his daddy yanked him away from his girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, and and once again, you know, not to sound cocky on my end, but I'm pretty much the one that got him over the hump. (laughs) You got him over that canal. Hitting over that canal at at Squirrel Run run back in the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, I, I just, when the resume. So you're on the team. No, when, the, I'm when team, he was talking about we. Right, team Sliman, right. I'm, I'm, I'm part, of, I'm part of that team. I'm the only Sliman not on the, you know, I'm the <laughs> only Badger right. on the Sliman team, you there know. You go, but, no question. But you need a little bit of Cajun blood in that Lebanese blood, right? You know? <laughs> it makes for a perfect Woo, roux. man. Yeah, the, roux, roux. the roux is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, what else we can talk about? We got about a minute or two. Well, I mean, yeah, I kind of shut my phone down because I figured. No, we no, go, we're not talking. We go to the end, but uh, no, I mean, we have the coaches show coming oh, yeah, up, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, district champs. I mean, great season, you know, for them. So that's that's going to be exciting to listen to. But um, no, I mean, um, you know, I, I I just can't imagine. And I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. I, Look, I, I I like Tiger, you know, but I was I was a, you know I obviously was a Jack guy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine what it would have been like to be in the group behind. I'd have been so starstruck. <laughs> it'd have been incredible, you like know. Like Theodore says, I mean, as was all those other kids. Now, know? but it goes to show you though how different reporting is because everything I read today said, oh, he walked perfect you know he looked like he's ready to come back and play and Theo's like he's limping along you know so I don't know you know I mean with with well the, Theodore you know, got to see it for 18 holes you know and yeah these reporters probably got a glimpse of him starting off H- him number walking one, walking you know? from the yeah clubhouse to I wonder where he stayed that's that's what I wanted to find yeah you know seems to seem to think he, he, no, no 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 he didn't stay there definitely didn't with Nota Begay probably some rental, rental house. house yeah, yeah. Rental house uh, down the road there so. but that is pretty cool I want to ask Theo if they got any free credit to three free plays in the casino you know, <laughs> through, through that you know that's what they ought to do you know for every birdie you get to me you know get 10 free plays of the slot machine there man. you go and some hunts pizza there all right well go. thanks for tuning in and uh don't forget the coaches show with tony landry the voice of the panthers coming up next with coach matt desimo stay tuned Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. 
GolfBalls.com carries the latest selection of golf balls, clubs, and gear from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, and Callaway. Get custom fit in our state-of-the-art golf simulator or shop our selection of high-quality apparel from Vineyard Vine, Southern Tide, and Bad Birdie. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM. New Iberia. The voice of the test.